Hello and welcome again to another episode of Me and Mr. 80s. I'm me, Nick, and over there is Mr. 80s. Hi there, I'm Daryl. Thanks for joining us. Happy Holidays. Ho, ho, ho! Oh, oh. <laughs> and other garden implements. <laughs> rake, rake, rake! Garden weasel, garden weasel, garden weasel. <laughs> Cat urine makes your flowers grow. <laughs> Which, by the way, that is apparently true. But it's so hard to shake it out of them. Got to ring them out. I, I worked at a radio station, and uh, the garbage time programming, like on Sunday mornings, one of the things was this syndicated call-in show with that Jerry, what's his name, that uh, the garden expert, and he was always talking about like saving urine in a milk jug to pour on your plants. Oh. Anyway. Animal urine or your own? <laughs> Actually, he always uses the phrase human urine. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, you want to mix a solution that's half part, <laughs> one part water, one part human urine. <laughs> wow. And I'm thinking to myself, no, I really don't. I don't want to do that. Really, wouldn't that kind of leave a uh, an inter- interesting odor when it seeps <laughs> into the plant? Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Are you growing asparagus? <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and happy urine. <laughs> Ah, well, (laughs) we're here to talk about, uh, urine, (laughs) urine, and our favorite rock and roll holiday songs, two topics that just magically blend together. Can we recover from this? There's nowhere to go but up. (laughs) Well, I I really don't know what the segue is. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there is no segue. Somehow I was able to find the segue from Christmas to human urine, but now I can't find the segue out of it. So, when you're making angels in the snow with your pee, you can think of these rock songs. That's what I was going to say. When you're writing your name in the snow, we can talk about these rock songs. Wow. There you go. What I'm curious about is, is there like one song that when you hear it, you're like, yes, okay, now it is the holiday season. You find yourself sort of clamoring, hoping you're going to hear it either on the car radio or on Music Choice or play it in a store. Well, you know, for me it's tough because uh, having worked too much in retail and being uh, drummed into uh, submission uh, with most 
rock song or most holiday songs, I find myself not wanting to hear most holiday songs. So my list is a bit, you know, not of the, you know, uh, normal variety. Because I've, I've heard, you know, David Bowie doing Little Drummer Boy. I've heard it so many times, I want to fucking puke. <laughs> it's a good song, but I don't fucking care anymore. It's really not <laughs> Just, a good song. It, it, I'm not saying it's a great song, but it's a classic song that everyone seems to play as far as, you know, rock and holidays go together. That seems to be, you know, one of those ones that someone will bring up. And I remember the first time I heard it, because I'd, oh, really? I'd heard about it before I'd heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, "Well, that's a strange combination." Yeah. And then the fir- then I heard it, and I was just like, "What is this <laughs> shit?" <laughs> it was, it was really not good. And my my favorite part is when uh, when Bowie is getting into the whole you know peace on earth or whatever, and. The binger is just standing over there in his yellow <laughs> cardigan going, bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Singing it and swinging it. That's how he rolls. <coughs> so, okay, so you hate Christmas music, so you're a great guy to talk about uh, uh, this topic then. So this this well, should be this should be a good show. I, I think, you know, for people who might have gotten tired of a lot of ones out there, I think I've picked some songs that, you know, Maybe, you know, you can go, oh, okay, I, I, I can listen to that instead of, you know, the stuff that I hear all the time. All right, well, stop teasing and start pleasing. What's number one? All right, well, uh, actually, the the one that I've been playing for the last couple of years that I thoroughly enjoy, is, the album is called the Jethro Tull Christmas Album. Wow. Yes. It's, you know. It's delightfully prog rocky flute based Christmas songs. I would love to hear them do a version of Frosty the Snowman and see if they could incorporate the whole <laughs> snot is running down his nose. Uh, I, I like the track uh, First Snow on Brooklyn. Is it all but, original stuff? But it, the, they, are, they do have like uh, Come All Ye Faithful on okay. there. So they do have something traditional, but they also have stuff that isn't. So it's a good combination and it definitely. Um, for anyone who may not have heard Jethro Tull, their, uh, flute-based rock and roll. <laughs> um, Aren't they all? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're prog rock. They kind of have, uh, I always like the kind of, uh, the cross between what I would think a, you know, a medieval, um, bard band would be along mixed with a, uh, a prog rock band so i a medieval bar band bard bard you know like the strolling minstrels of the ah, medieval era with you with you okay because they kind of have the you know the the flute i would think you know is kind of a you know uh an old time instrument that i would you know think that bards of the day would play and you know create happy flute based music but then they also add some you know interesting melodic rock to it how did you ever stumble onto this album um i just saw it listed as you know something and i was like i have to hear what that sounds like and so i was playing the clips for him and i'm like wow that's you know i i, I it was specifically me looking for non-traditional christmas yeah 
So does it still imbue you with the holiday spirit, or is it more yeah. a respite from holiday music? No, no, I don't think it's it's a good you know holiday album, but it's just you know I, I, you know there are you know I, I, I'll get all my negativity out of the way. I hate the song Santa Baby. I don't care who sings it. I don't care how many times they cover it. It's a fucking horrible song, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I just fucking hate it. So you know. I don't ever want to hear that song again. So I don't want to click on, you know, Pandora's Christmas mix and hear that song. So I, I have to find ways, you know, to avoid to, Santa to Baby. avoid songs like Santa Baby. All right. Uh, so, you know, if I can create my own mix, I can still listen to holiday themed music, but I don't have to be inundated with shitty songs like anyone who covers Santa Baby. <laughs> 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 That's the one of it's basically the big list of like a diamond ring and a condo and a check and all that kind of stuff, right? It's usually, and I don't know why, because I, I don't know what the original is, but it's done in a obnoxious baby girl voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, wow. For the rest of it, I'll be happy. I still. I- I've gotten my head out of the way. I just I love some things about Christmas, and I will point those out. I should have thought about my least favorite holiday song, because <laughs> I'm sure there is one. I'm sure there's one that li- like literally will let me make me you know change the channel or punch the radio off. <laughs> Maybe they'll come to me while we're talking. Okay, well you got me curious because m- my list is you know very uh, familiar <clears throat> stuff. So I'm I'm more curious about uh, what what you've got here. So I mean, how the heck do you follow up? The Jethro Tull Christmas album. Well, uh, thankfully, I think it was last year, Jimi Hendrix re-released, they re-released his Christmas single that he put out, and he does a cover of Little Drummer Boy with uh, his Band of Gyp- Gypsies uh, group, which mm-hmm. Band of Gypsies is my all-time favorite, probably, I guess it might be one of my all-time favorite albums, period, but definitely my all-time favorite Hendrix album. Um that group that he did with uh, Buddy Miles was phenomenal. And so the, this was, you know, uh, there's three songs. There's My Little Drummer Boy and uh, a song called uh, Three Little Bears and then another version of that. And it's it's completely non-traditional. It's, you know, but it's awesome and Hendrix kicks severe ass. And it's, you know, a, a wonderful holiday-themed song. So is it is it the Little Drummer Boy song that, yes. he, that he does a version of? Oh yes. Is there vocals? Yes. Or are there vocals? But it's mainly a lot of you know, drumming and playing and rocking. Well, my all-time favorite rock and roll Christmas song, and it has been for years, is "I Believe in Father Christmas" by Greg Lake. Wow, I don't even know that one. You'd know it if you heard it. Oh, okay. And uh, I kind of struggle with liking the song so much because it seems to have a uh, lyrical content that uh, I've tried to tell myself that it's just anti, uh, anti-consumerist anti lyrics, but it almost seems like it might even be anti-religion lyrics. Oh, really? Um. But it's a beautiful song, uh, and and the music is definitely uh, very Christmassy. Not like in the you know fast paced you know cheesy you know jingle bells kind of a thing, but it definitely 
uh, fills you with that kind of majesty of the season feel. Uh, and I have to believe that that was on purpose to be like a counterpoint or even maybe some winking irony with the lyrics. But mm. it's it's just a, a great song. And, and there's actually a video for the song that's even more disturbing uh, because the video is uh, newsreel footage of uh, battlefield scenes. When did this come out? This had to have come out, you know, even though you know Greg Lake, you know, EL, uh, ELP was the 70s. Mm-hmm. I think this single did not come out until either the very late 70s or maybe even like 80. So, uh, and the the, you know, the videos you know shows like you know tanks firing and bombs going off and stuff like that. So maybe my favorite rock and roll holiday song of all time is actually an anti Christmas song, which. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that says something. It should be a little weird. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. And I know that if if you heard it, you would go, yeah. oh, that. Yeah. But it's, it's just so strange because, you know, I mean, Greg Lake, he never, I don't think he ever even released a solo album. I think this is like the only song he's ever put out as a solo artist. <laughs> he felt so strongly. I have to put out an anti-Christmas yeah, song. I hate Christmas so much. <laughs> just, it just, I loathe it. I just loathe it. I must make my feelings known. But the crazy thing is, you know, at the time, this record's been getting regular airplay during the holiday season for at least 30 years, mm-hmm. uh, that he's gotten away with it. Well, it's kind of like, I'll bet, the, the, the parallel I was drawing in my mind was the uh, the police, uh, Every Breath You Take. Yeah. You know, where the, if you, you know, don't listen to the lyrics and realize it's a stalker, then it sounds kind of cute and Wonderful. Yeah. So if people are people are just sort of taking it on surface value and <laughs> saying, "Oh, it's a Christmas song." Oh, wait. <laughs> and then uh, over the years, uh, a song that uh, has has really probably become the one that I I just I can't wait to hear. It's like I just I've got to hear it, and then it's going to be Christmas. Is "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Yes, okay. And you know, it's it's got that very. Uh, I'm trying to avoid using the word cheesy to describe the keyboard <laughs> sound. How else could I describe that keyboard sound? Um, cheesy kind of is <laughs> an apt description. Yeah, but it just <laughs> it somehow it just works. And it's your typical Paul McCartney lyric. That's you know. It, it's like a, a dead dandelion, you know. You blow it and it, it flies away. But it's it's just it's a, it's a cool song and it's got a nice uh, nice production and uh, yeah, I I don't hate that. <laughs> <coughs> this will be the worst Christmas show in the history of Christmas shows. I think it's cute. I I, I do I I do think it's a cute song. Um, you know. Kind of seems, you know, uh, seems so uh, so fluffy even for him. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. It's almost like the uh, the silly love songs of Christmas songs. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, uh, there is a song on my list that I, I think you uh, will know, recognize, and maybe think with me that it may not be my favorite holiday song, but it's definitely the one that I. 
I know I'm going to hear sometime during the holidays, and I'll be like, okay, I like that song. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that song was, you know what year it was put out? Uh, it was either 84 or, it was 84. Oh, yeah, it had it was, to be 84. It was 84. It was live, it. Yeah, it was 84. So, uh, that's a, you know, uh, a cute classic Christmas song that I still, it, that one, uh, I, uh, I don't get tired of hearing. It's still, it's, I still wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I, I if it, if, it, if I hear it, I'll, I'll listen to it. And quite frankly, as of its time, as it is, uh, not only with the artists that are on the record, but with, you know, the whole famine relief and how that was sort of, you know, the, the charity of, of the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, I, I am surprised that it has lasted this long. I would, I would not have expected that it would enter the kind of Christmas music pantheon. Yeah, I agree. I mean, do you think that if U of A for Africa had a Christmas theme that we'd still be hearing, uh, We Are the World? Uh, we Are the World? Yeah, probably. I don't know. It, it has a good message. You know, the, the message of it being, you know, I don't know, helping others and, you know, that whole concept that, you know, it started from the, you know, USA, there, the helping hunger relief and all that kind of stuff. It's still, even though it's not, uh, Relevant to that time anymore. It's still the the the, the overreaching. Right. Yeah. The, the, the message the message of you know the holidays being about giving not receiving is, is you know. Although I kind of wonder how many of uh, how many people could pick out who the artists are on the record anymore. I mean, <laughs> right. there's a lot of I, I was actually long gone artists. There. I was gonna, I was just going to say that uh, it's probably the only time of year that anybody hears Boy George anymore. <laughs> What I've what well Bono's line, I still get chills. I, I, I every time I hear the song, I still get chills. When on Bono's line about tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. That's just there's something about the way he delivers that line. You know, this was this was mullet Bono. This was you know, this was very earnest mullet Bono, and he just <clears throat> lets it rip. But another thing that that always gets me about that song it had to be a joke it had to be bob geldoff just you know being goofy sting actually sings the word sting (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even realize that the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears that's sting's line that had to be on purpose (laughs) Gellof sitting there writing and going, oh, I gotta get Sting for this lyric. <laughs> well, you know, just kinda like, yeah, yeah. Sting, this is the lyric that you're singing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the only artist that, uh, sing lead on that that anybody would even remember anymore would be, uh, Sting, Bono, and George Michael. Uh, and George Michael. Yeah. I think everybody else. Um. Phil Collins played drums on it, but he sings in the chorus, but he didn't get a, a lead vocal line. Who was uh, Every Time You Go Away? Yeah, Paul Young. He's Paul on Young. there. Paul Young. No, no one would remember that either. Yeah, I think <laughs> there, uh, a couple of the chicks from Bananarama are on there. Uh, Midge Yore, which nobody even, nobody even, even, even then nobody knew Midge Yore here in the United States from Ultravox, but he co-wrote the song. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's a that's a good choice, and it is. It's 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 really every time every time I hear it, it actually pulls me out of Christmas though. Oh really? Because it it takes me back to it takes me back to that time, and you know when that when that came out, it was it was. It was released at Christmas, obviously, but it wasn't a Christmas song. I mean, we knew then that this is a, this is a song that means something. This is a song that has a purpose. Uh, I mean, it was the biggest selling single in the, uh, in the UK. Remember seeing the, uh, yes. the news footage from over there of people just lining up to, you know, buy stacks of these, of these 45s. It just made, made a ton, a ton of money. Now, did they do, uh, something like USA for Africa where they put it on an album? Nope. I mean, it was it was just a single, right? It was just a single and a twelve inch single, <laughs> and the uh, the flip side was uh, probably you know some uh, backing track stripped down a little bit, and it was just that uh, some of the different artists saying "Merry Christmas" and "Happy Holidays" and stuff like that. <laughs> I remember Paul McCartney was one of them. Uh, the guys from Big Country, remember Big Country? I thought they were Australian, not UK. Scottish. Scott? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and I'm thinking, wait, what's Beds Are Burning? Oh, Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. They were Australian. They were Australian. Yes. There you go. Uh, I, I, it's funny you mentioned though, that they put out an album like USA for Africa because uh, some years later, Bob Geldof said that uh, had he known at the time, I'm sure he was being facetious, but he said had he known at the time that uh, writing... Uh, do you know it's Christmas? Would inspire a, a piece of shit song like "We Are the World." He never would have written it. <laughs> Ooh, catty, rare. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I I think they're both, you know, quite a bit in the camp section. So I, I don't know if he can really, you know, kick <laughs> "We Are the World" <laughs> for being a, a cheesy piece of schlock. I mean, you know. That's Kittle calling the pod black there, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, are you familiar with the, the song Father Christmas by the Kinks? Yes, I, I saw that on the, on the list of things, and I was like, oh, okay. I I haven't heard that in a, a while, but I, I do remember hearing it. That's another one that uh, that I like a lot. It uh, it's it's not. Uh, it doesn't really have a very Christmassy motif. The the lyrics, anyway. It's uh, kind of about uh, down on their luck, poor kids in uh, the United Kingdom, uh, and I think they're threatening to knock over the uh, Santa Claus if he doesn't give them money, because the, the rich kids can have the toys. Just give us the money. But it's a very it's a snotty, you know, pre-punk, kinksy, riffy. Kind of a cool song. It you know goes by in like two and a half minutes, and it's it's a fun little it's a fun little jaunt. But a record that I've really gotten into, uh, much like you and Jethro Tull, uh, that I've gotten into uh, over the years, is the uh, Luther Vandross Christmas album. It's mm. called uh, This Is Christmas, and it's ten songs. And I'm trying. He does a cover of uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and he does a cover of My Favorite Things. But other than that, the other eight songs are all original compositions. Hmm. It is such a good album that I sometimes will listen to it like in July. <laughs> it's not one of those that I just listen to in December. Uh, but it's it's got that 
you know, that just that that smooth, just very well produced Luther kind of a sound, uh, and and the songs, uh, the melodies and stuff for the songs, um, they're the kind of melodies that he really could have saved for. Uh, a non-holiday song? Yeah, a non-holiday song and gotten a lot more mileage out of it. So, I mean, <laughs> you can definitely tell that a lot of, of love and care and, and work went into this album. And, uh, you know, uh, Luther was a, a very, uh, a very religious guy. Um, and, and so even the, um, the songs that, uh, that the original compositions that he wrote, uh, are are very centered on the the religious aspects of the holiday. Not all of them. Uh, there are some that are you know more just kind of like about you know the gathering of family and getting together and, and having fun and kind of stuff like that. But he's got you know several of the original compositions that uh, that are about the true meaning of Christmas and even some songs about uh, uh, the folks who may be alone on the holidays. Because, you know, Luther was known for his love songs, but he also did an equal amount of breakup songs. <laughs> and so that same kind of you know logic is applied to this record uh, in, a, in a very beautiful fashion. Because, you know, the uh, Blue Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, people that, that get depressed around the holidays because you know, maybe they've lost loved ones. Or maybe they've got bad memories of the holidays. You know, that's a very real thing. And... Uh, you know this album doesn't leave them out either, and it's uh, just it's a just a very well done uh, album, and it's it's probably one of my favorite just Luther Vandross albums. Where is it in his career? Like early, mid, late? I want to say it came out in '95. Uh, when did he pass? He passed in 2005. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that's cool. I. I didn't know you put out a Christmas album. Uh, I have uh, a a soulful album on my list that I picked was uh, Ray Charles, The Spirit of Christmas. This Ooh. was uh, early stuff, um, but it's got some you know uh, traditional songs uh, like Little Drummer Boy, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, All I Want for Christmas. Um, I think. Other than uh, you know me not knowing the the songs, I don't know this time of the year and the spirit of Christmas aren't songs that I recognize, but they might be uh, traditional type songs too. But uh, you can see in the uh, album cover if you're looking at Spotify that this is you know early on you know in his career, but you know he just has a, a great great sound on there, you know. Is this his kind of uh, you know, traditional sort of you know raucous R and B kind of a thing? It's not really raucous, but it's just it's just very kind of uh, mellow and soulful. Hmm. Yeah, he's just he's incredibly talented. Has a great voice, you know. Is that? Uh, but I don't I, I I don't hear a lot of, you know, when I hear them, even when they're playing, you know, like classic. Uh, holiday songs. I, I don't really hear them playing anything off of this. So. I, I, I'm, that's why when you said Ray Charles, I was kind of like, really? Ray Charles did a Christmas album? I felt kind of silly for not knowing that, but I mean, you know, we have, uh, we've got music choice on the, the, the cable at home, mm-hmm. and you know, pretty much, you know, once Thanksgiving rolls around, we, we play it in the house a lot. 
and uh, we listen. They've got uh, the soft rock channel plays all Christmas music, and they've got their regular just kind of holiday channel, mm-hmm. and we listen to the straight up holiday one and you get a nicer mix there because you get a lot of you know really you know traditional stuff from the 40s you know all the way up and i don't recall ever hearing see okay good ray charles on there i was wondering if i was just the only one and he's got such a distinctive voice that i mean i would know it was him oh yeah even if i was in the other room and couldn't (laughs) see that yeah exactly how uh how important do you think the music of the season is to enjoying the season well uh to me less and less because i listen to you know uh, really you know having worked you know in uh retail positions for so long where it's just you know it starts you know in november and doesn't shut off shut the fuck off <laughs> until you know uh new year's it just drives you nuts when you hear you know eight to ten hours a day of Christmas music when you, you know, it, it makes you not want to hear, <laughs> you know, it, it makes me not just, you know, it, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself, but it, it made me, but a lot of, you know, people I work with agree where you just don't want to hear anything once you leave. You've just been so saturated with Christmas that it kind of kicks Christmas spirit out of your soul. Wow. Because, yeah, well, you know, you, you're, you know, you're already, you know, it, when you're working retail, I was working, uh, uh, music stores or uh, video stores, and uh, then I did work at a department store for a year, and that's just you know it's just you're already you're crazy busy, you're working your ass off, and the only thing you have to kind of like zone out to, you know, when you're having regular music is you know the same you know twenty or thirty songs that you get to hear for the next two months. It's just you know it's kind of awful, which is why you know I look so hard to find. Things that I haven't heard a million times before, but you know, you know, to me, I always get a little bummed because I try and you know, I believe the Christmas spirit is something you should take with you all year long. You know, you know, I, I appreciate that for you know, a month and a half to two months, people will actually be somewhat considerate to other people, but you know. <laughs> I would really appreciate it if y'all did that all year long. <laughs> that's actually, I mean, that's a, uh, and while I'm talking, look up uh, Kristen W.'s album Stronger for me. Oh, wow. I used, to, I used to own that. I think she spells it with two eyes. Um, that's a, a pretty common thread uh, that, that comes up a lot when people talk about the holidays, that it's something, you know, why can't it... Oh last throughout the year did you find it i did that uh, wasn't the one i was thinking of but go down like toward the end read me like the titles of the last four songs uh someone to watch over me all that glitters all that glitters, all that glitters. um so i was the radio symphonic orchestra what with the warsaw radio symphonic orchestra is that what it says that's well oh, actually actually that's kind of listing you can see that there, but that's kind of listing the, uh, you know, every other one is listing her as an artist except for that one. Maybe they, maybe they're the ones who wrote it. Huh. That's Interesting. Weird. Um, I know the people listening are fascinated by this. I'm <laughs> looking at Nick's smart tablet. Um, the reason I bring that song up 
is there are a handful of songs that have nothing to do with Christmas, but still make me think of Christmas. Hmm. And this is one of them. All the glitters, and it's a very it's a uh, very bittersweet song. In fact, maybe there's not even any sweet in there. Uh, but there's a, a lyrical theme in there about uh, silver thread and golden needles. Okay. And you know, silver and gold. You know, there's that very famous Christmas song, "Silver and Gold." And then when you think about needles, you know, there's the needles on the Christmas tree. And at the time that I bought this record, it was you know probably. You owned this, huh? I didn't know. Actually, I didn't. I, I was. So I've got it. I didn't think you ever did. I, I, it, there's. I thought it was her that I was thinking of, but it must have been someone else that. But no, because of the, that that uh, album cover does not look familiar. But I thought I'd owned this. But it's I mean, it is the ultimate blue Christmas song because it's basically <laughs> every verse is about a different person. And, you know, the song being all that glitters, you know, the lesson being all that glitters is not gold. Each one of these people has experienced some type of disappointment in their life. And so I know this sounds horribly depressing, but it's a, it's a pretty song. And it, it's one of those that, uh, I tend to trot out around Christmas time. I guess. That's kind of weird. I got Greg Lake. Now I got this one. You're really wow. <laughs> you know how to pick them. I really uh, do. Well, I'll, I'll match you for weirdness. Okay. Uh, how about the Ramones? Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the Ramones for you. What What year did that one come out? I have no idea. Not that it matters. It's not like they evolved. I, but I, I don't even know what uh, what album it's off of. I, when I searched for it, it came up. On the uh, soundtrack to Christmas with the Clumps, a, a movie with, uh, gosh darn it, um, that's Eddie Murphy. No, uh, oh, no, oh, actually, that's not. Yeah, Christmas, that is that is the Clumps. Um, I, it's, I, this is a power tool guy with the new show Last Man Standing. Oh, Christmas with the Cranks. Crank, uh, yeah, yeah, Tim Allen. Tim Allen, there you go. Tim Allen and, and uh, Jam- Jam- Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. The girl from Halloween. You know her name. <laughs> Honestly, I blanked on that. <laughs> I'm blanking on both their names. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Um, how about uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? By Bruce Springsteen. Ah, yes. <laughs> I was reading something when I was doing research, and someone said, this makes my eyes bleed. <laughs> like, it's a song, but it makes his eyes bleed. That's that's tough for a song to do. Well, if, you're fami- if you're familiar with the traditional arrangement of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and then you hear Bruce's leather-lunged rendition of it, and he completely changes the arrangement. And it, it's a little weird. It's a little weird the first time that that you hear it, but the the crazy thing is, uh, you know the the you know the weird uh, Bruce Springsteen Pointer Sisters connection, right? I mean, which no. is bizarre. Uh, the Pointer Sisters covered one of his unreleased songs called Fire. Hmm. How did that happen? I mean, how did how did a song by Bruce Springsteen that he had never even released? end up in the hands of the Pointer Sisters. So that's strange. Yeah. So then the Pointer Sisters, many years later, they record their own version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town using Bruce's arrangement. (laughs) 
So if you're familiar with Springsteen's arrangement of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which sounds nothing like Santa Claus is Coming to Town, <laughs> and now imagine the Pointer Sisters doing wow. their own <laughs> version. Of the, it's, it's available on one of the uh, um, very special Christmas compilations, and you'll hear it from time to time. Well, the thing is... Uh, we have we have that very special Christmas album at home, and so between Springsteen and that, I have heard the Springsteen <laughs> arrangement of Santa Claus is Coming to Town so much more now than the original one, I'm not even sure that I could hum the original for you. <laughs> wow. I, the Pointer Sisters... Do they share management, or I mean, like, how the <laughs> hell does those two get together? I do not know. Because <laughs> you know, Springsteen, Springsteen, when um, when his big live album, his big five disc live album came out, uh, Fire, a live version of Fire, was released as one of the promotional singles, and that was the first time he himself had ever released it. Hmm. And the Pointer Sisters version had had come out, I think, in like five or six years. Prior to that, wow! I is it a, a a recognizable song, or is it a single, or anything, or is it for the po- it just for, autumn for the pointers? Yeah, yeah, it was a big hit for them. Fire, fire for my love. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a slower song. When we kiss, fire. Trying not to sing the melody since it's not in the public domain, like the Christmas carols. <laughs> Huh. Which reminds me, I did remember, I don't know how I could have forgotten this, my least favorite Christmas song, the one that will make me change the channel. Ooh, yes. It is the Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> the Bowie version or just anybody's? Any version. <laughs> I always tell my wife that it is the most depressing Christmas song, which in light of the other music that I have just discussed... Says <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> I just find it to be so depressing. You know, I, part of it has got to be the, you know, the dirge-like, uh, since it is the little drummer boy, they've always got to have, you know, the same running through the whole freaking song. But just, I guess it's supposed to be uplifting that this little kid who is poor wants, <clears throat> wants to do something nice for the Christ child. <laughs> and can't afford a nice gift, and so he, you know, plays the drum for him. But I just find that heartbreakingly sad. Not only for the poor little boy that that's all that he can do, but for a couple of other reasons. Number one, if you're so freaking poor, how do you afford a drum? <laughs> Number three, what infant doesn't love the sound of drumming? <laughs> it's just. It, <laughs> It makes no sense. <laughs> and then in the song, of course, you know, as he's drumming, the Christ child turns and smiles at him. Yeah, that's going to be any baby's reaction <laughs> to the sound of a freaking drum. <laughs> yes, I, I that that seems like a flaw in in, in their story there. But the most annoying version by far is Bob Seger's. <laughs> Wow, I, I'm glad to say I don't remember that one. <laughs> Bob Seger's version of the Little Drummer Boy is, it's really a crime against humanity. <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> it's really Bob Seger put on trial for hate crimes against humanity <laughs> because of his song. I mean, they could send him to the chair <laughs> for his version of that song. He takes a bad song and then does the absolute worst version of it. You really got to work for that. <laughs> Well, I'll keep the positivity up. I'll switch to a an excellent rap song. Christmas in Christmas in Hollis. Yes, I love this song. I think and I know I did, why you love it too. I, I, I did not know it until I heard it on Die Hard. Yes, <laughs> which I love Die Hard. And it's a very underrated Christmas movie. Oh hell yeah! People don't realize that that is a Die Hard's a Christmas movie, folks. Yeah, yeah. Even ends on. Uh, the song, I don't remember who uh, version it was, but uh, isn't it Baby It's Cold Outside? Uh, no, it's the, no, so, I, it's, it's the uh, song that Al is humming to himself in the uh, in the 7-Eleven. Remember, you always make fun of him because he never finishes the lyric? <laughs> uh, dumb, uh, dumb, delightful. Yeah. Uh, let it snow. Let it snow. There you go. There you go. I knew it was a tete-a-tete. A male-female type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Condry. So, Christmas in Hollis. Christmas in Hollis, which is on, as you were mentioning, you were talking about the very special Christmas. It's on one of the very special Christmases. The very first one, I believe. I think so, too. Although, when I pulled it up, I didn't realize they still are making these things because there's a listing of Ashley Tisdale and Miley Cyrus on a very special Christmas 7. Bet you that sucks. <laughs> Really want to take a bet on that? I'm pretty sure that's a safe bet. <laughs> if you want to have a really <laughs> shitty Christmas, buy that album. Wow. You're worried that Christmas is going to be too much fun this year? <laughs> buy that one and slap it on while you're opening presents. You're all going to want to swallow a bullet by the time you're done. <laughs> that's how you end your Christmas party. You know, Talk really, to <laughs> This is the, oh, let's get the fuck out of here song. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, I just, it's, you know, as far as I know, the only, and now, oh, actually, you know what? I, I When I pulled it out when I was looking for this thing on Spotify, I found, and unfortunately, it has no other uh, songs available, but it has an, an album that it's from, has Christmas in Hollis, called Christmas Rap, where they have a bunch of other rap-related Christmas songs, but unfortunately, you can't listen to any of them except for Christmas and Hollis. Yeah, they're all grayed out on there. I could have sworn that Curtis Blow, <laughs> Curtis Blow had a Christmas rap song that might have been called Christmas Rappin'. Um, and this one has Spider D, King Sun, Surf MCs, nobody I know. And then uh, The Waitresses. You know, I wanted to hear that because I, I, I saw that on a list and I'm like, I don't remember... Uh, how it goes, but I, I'm sure I must have heard it before. Yeah, they've got another one. Christmas I, I, rapping, I think it was yeah. called. Christmas rapper. I could swear Curtis Blow had another. Curtis Blow had a had a Christmas rap song, but I I can't remember that. I thought it was called Christmas rapping. Maybe it was. Maybe they're same title, different songs. Curtis Blow, one of the uh, Godfathers of hip hop. Actually, the uh, first rapper to be signed to a major label deal. Uh, but he has been uh, largely forgotten. His big hit was called The Breaks. 
Um, and if you don't know that one, then you probably don't know. <laughs> well, you've probably heard it sampled by other artists yeah. who you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you probably don't know this, I don't either, but uh, what uh, Run DMC has sampled for that kind of horn sound for Christmas and Hollis? Oh, I wish I knew. It's got to be from somewhere. Yeah, but... I have no idea. Because that's a it's pretty cool, pretty cool groove they've got going there. It's oh, a, yeah. It's a good song. It's a fun song. I mean, it's uh definitely comes from that uh you know, that New York hip-hop perspective, but it's it's yeah. it's appropriate for all ages. It's not, you know, a disgusting. There was a video for it. I remember seeing that they had a music video um, that was funny. And I remember hearing it when the when saw it in the movie theater for Die Hard, and I hear that... Uh, music playing i'm like what the fuck is this and then then they start rapping and it's you know talking about christmas i'm like that's the fucking coolest rap <laughs> christmas <laughs> rap song ever uh that's pretty much it for me well i have a couple more so uh i'll give you for all you folks who want something a little different how about the ventures with christmas joy the Ventures, a uh, surf rock band from the 60s, yeah. and they have an entire album, mostly uh, just uh, covers of, you know, uh, regular, you know, sleigh bells, jingle bells, uh, all that kind of stuff. Did this but, come out in the 60s? or? Did oh, this... yeah, yeah. It's it, it's definitely nice and classic. What's the um, album called again? Christmas Joy. Christmas, really? Wow. And there it is. Uh, Jingle Bells, Wish You a Merry Christmas, Winter Wonderland. The only one that I recognize as um, not being a traditional song is the very last song, which is also the name of the album, Christmas Joy. And there's uh, some vocals on that, but everything else is just, you know, um, 50s-esque surf rock done uh, covers of traditional Christmas songs. And very cool. Uh, so it's it's got that. <clears throat> yeah, see, there's the uh, Christmas album. <clears throat> so it's got that kind of you know that that classic, very very thick, but you know no echo. I mean, very very unprocessed, uh, but very th- oh yeah, very thick uh, single line. I mean, we're not talking power chords here. I mean, oh no no no, it's definitely very. Uh, it's like sort of very gra- old school garage rocky. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man, that's that's way cool. It has a cute gal in a uh, short Christmas album, uh, skirt on the uh, front cover. Kind of reminds me of uh, Whipped Cream and Other Delights because of the green the background. Green. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Um, another one I would say would be uh, uh, the Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy them. It depends on whether or not you... Uh, enjoy your, you know, uh, your, uh, mashup combos there, cause it's kind of like 50s rock with a, uh, this, I don't know, it's not a big band orchestra, more like a 10 or 15 piece, so maybe that's medium sized. I don't know. Um, Is he still doing the kind of swing thing on this one? Yep, still does the swing. And, uh, if you don't know him, he used to be in Stray Cats, uh, from the 80s, so. Which he's, they were, they were kind of his, you know, his love letter to rockabilly. Oh yeah. And then in his solo career, he has, has moved into a, a, a different uh, direction, gotten even uh, older actually, a different direction <laughs> with swing. Yeah, but he's got an entire, and he's got a couple of, uh, albums. This one is the studio version, but there's also a live album, and I think there's another one. 
and it's a lot of uh, traditional songs, you know, uh, Baby It's Cold Outside, Jingle Bell Rock, Slay Rock.